Before we get started on this episode of We're Drunk and We Know Things, we do have a small favour to ask. Yes. Our eagle-eared listeners will be aware that we have been nominated for and won, not one, but two international podcast awards. We very rarely mention it. Uh, to be honest, I'd almost forgotten. It's embarrassing because we never mention it. I mean, We're so modest. I, I, I didn't even, the last time I dusted the trophy was like yesterday. It's true, it's true. The last um, time I dusted my trophy was... Is this a euphemism or is this an actual, are you actually polishing Anyway, <laughs> we are now uh, nomina- no, no, nominated thing again. We're in yeah. the process of going for our Listen, third. we're going to win it again, so go and vote for yeah. us, goddammit. But it. <laughs> in order to win it, we need you to visit podcastawards.com yeah. and click on the big blue nominations now open, click here to nominate button. And then click on the... You will find us in the Rob's Got a Podcast entertainment category. Not the same Rob. No relation. You might need to register, like email and password, so use a fake email. They won't know, they don't check. I always go for bobatbob.com. You bastard. Or bobatgolf.com sometimes. (laughs) Sorry, Gatwick and Heathrow Airport. Ah, I've outed myself. Anyway, so do that, podcastawards.com, click on the button, register, you'll find us in the the entertainment category. If you could select We're Drunk We Know Things, and feel free to vote for whoever else you want in whatever other category you want. As long as it's us. Well, we're only in two categories. (laughs) Oh, okay, then do what you like. We're only going to go for one of them. So if you could, that'd be amazing. Now, back to your regular schedule programme. Hello and welcome to the deep dive segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things. Which this this month is, uh, if you dive into this, you're in trouble. Well, yeah, indeed. You're going deep. Welcome to our first 15-hour podcast. <laughs> um, and this uh, month we are talking about black holes. We are sat in the Prince of Wales in glorious sunshine. Uh, well, actually, the shades moved, thankfully, otherwise we were going to burst into flames. I am sat in the Prince of Wales in glorious you sunshine. You are sat in, You are sat in lovely shades. It's really warm and nice and comfortable. I yeah. highly recommend it. Rob this month is dressed like Belloc again, um, just as an update uh, from last month when you were dressed as the man from Del Monte, Belloc, and somebody else, or I forget. Um, Only because I wear a hat in the sun. Yeah. Also, you keep kidnapping people for the Third Reich. Um, so, let's talk about Black Holes. Wash away the rain, black won't you come? That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. Don't say so. Black holes. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we do this, right? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Before we get into... uh, Before we get into a black hole... Let's not get into black holes. Sounds dangerous. Super gravity and all that. Right, before we uh, actually start, I want to take a brief moment to talk oh. about scale. Oh, I thought you were say Brexit. No. <laughs> we're taking a moment to talk about Brexit. That is a black Whoa, hole. Whoa, what has happened? Oh, this is, yeah. Um, right, so, uh, Mike, what's the biggest thing that you encounter on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. oh, God, I'm going to have a stroke. There's so many jokes. Um... Which leads me to no. Can, uh, can you not stroke it now? The biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing, the sky. 
Okay, so the planet yeah. Earth. I'm trying to be smart. Surrounding I'm trying to be smart. It wasn't really a question. We're not sure. Like, no, indeed. Yeah, it was quite an right. answer. No, indeed. Uh, so the biggest thing that I encounter on a data basis is currently making these sweat bullets, and it's this right. flaming ball of gas up there. Sure, yeah, of course. That we call the CERN. Well, I mean, look how little it is. Uh-huh. Well, oh, you've got to have the, com- the Father Ted conversation of these are very small and that's very far that away. That is very <laughs> far away. So um, there is a concept in um, astrophysics, which is Oof. the idea of uh, a unit of measurement called solar mass. Right. As you would imagine, it is the current mass, or probably a bit back when when they invented it, of the sun. Now this is... uh, Well, if the sun weighs anything, how does it float in the sky? Don't try to tell me that the world's not flat. No, I'm not doing that. Let's... (laughs) Maybe we'll just do a. Mike, maybe I'm, I think I'm going to do a. The world can't be flat. I'm if do, it were, the cats would have pushed everything off it by now. I, I think I'm going to do a flat Earth bit for these. Uh, oh, for this great. Podcast. This is going to be a fun <laughs> episode. Uh, so that's 332,946 times the mass of the planet we are currently sitting on, drinking right. cider. Or two nanillion kilograms. Nanillion? Not making that up. That's an actual measurement. I'm making it up. Definitely I'm making it up. No, uh, two times 10 to the power of 30. AG. Right. That's the sun. Makes One feel single a lot better about solar mass. Issues. We are going to be talking about black holes. Yes. And black holes come in a variety of flavours and, and shapes, I guess. <laughs> but not colours. No, it's like uh, Mr. <laughs> Ford said, you can have any colour you like as long <laughs> as it's black. Um, some of the supermassive black holes right. that we will be discussing right. have a mass in the order of hundreds of thousands to billions of times the solar mass. Billions of times heavier is that than the mass of our sun, which can is I, already can I ask a question that's going to three hundred thirty-two thousand nine hundred forty-six times heavier than the Earth, which is the planet that we sit on. Surrounded by the sky, but that how, like how does a black is a black hole have mass because of all the stuff it sucks in, yeah. and that's what gives it the mass. Right. Pretty much. Cool. So, what's a black hole? It's like a, a star dies. Ooh. And then there's like a gravitational kind of... There's like... It implodes. And when it Im- goes supernova and implodes, it like sucks everything back in. And then it's the gravity formed by the implosion of the star, which is so strong that it looks black, but it's not actually black. It's just the absence of anything because nothing can escape it because of the gravity. That's not half bad. So, <laughs> uh, let's think about how does a star work. <laughs> I honestly think I made up for that. <laughs> uh, so, no, a star is literally a balance between, uh, I think it's fusion. Yeah. Um, the process of, of the, the constant explosion that gives us all the radiation and all the heat and no, all yeah, the loneliness sure, yeah. that we're currently sitting in. Yeah. Um, and the mass of the thing which is constantly trying to collapse it. So what you get is a point where the star in question, mm. which, by the way, has to be considerably more massive than our sun. Right, so the, 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 the sun, our sun, Solaris, or whatever you want to call it, Sol. Is, Sol, isn't going to create a black it hole. It's not big enough. A black hole. No, There's it's not, not enough mass enough. for it to create a black hole. It has to be hole. five to ten times the mass of our okay, sun. Well, that's, that's, that's nice. That, uh, that soothes my paranoid part of my brain. Well, yeah, because we're going to be around for a couple of million, hundreds of <laughs> yeah, million years. Exactly. Sounds like we've got 30 years left before all baking on the streets anyway, let alone the sun going supernova. Oh, oi, but anyway. oi, oi. Right, uh, so uh, the star runs out of, basically it runs out of fuel. Right, so there's no, no more stuff to burn. Which means that the balance between the constant reaction that keeps it expanded... Which is like burning hydrogen and helium. 
yeah, uh, and the massive amount of, of gravity from all of that mass mm. all of a sudden becomes very lopsided. So the reaction that keeps a star going yep. is dependent on fuel. Sure. Hydrogen or... Your basic fire triangle. Effectively. Uh, and <laughs> you don't need over time, quite a lot of it, yes. the fuel is exhausted. Sure. And for uh, stars that have a significant mass, mm-hmm. uh, they no longer have the uh, inflationary element that keeps them star-shaped. Right. And gravity kicks in, because yep. gravity will... Gravity and they is, collapse. I mean, there's only gravity in love that can permeate dimensions. Everyone knows that. I would suggest only gravity, to be honest. <laughs> well, creatures agree. <laughs> love is like a hormonal distraction. But as she says in Inception, why do we still love people that have died? If it's a social imperative, why do we still love people that have died? I don't know, you get horny for anybody, I guess. <laughs> Any old goal. Necrophilia, cracking open a cold one. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Nope. We're not. Not, no. This is not that kind of podcast. (laughs) Nearly became it, but no, we skirted. We bounced over the event horizon and we're away. Right, anyway. Anyway. So, uh, star runs out of fuel, collapses, gravity happens, and all of that mass gets collapsed down into one of two states, fundamentally. Right. Uh, If there's not quite enough mass, it Mm. becomes what's referred to as a pulsar. Or a right. neutron star. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've heard now these this. things are incredibly dense. Yep. <laughs> right. So you said incredibly dense and then pointed at me. It was a warning to say. No, I just thought you were you're saying incredibly dense. <laughs> yeah, or indeed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not right. having that. All right. Yeah, right yeah. I'm not talking about the Dark Knight. I see how it is. Um, Interesting. You mentioned the Dark Knight actually. If uh, <laughs> there is sufficient mass, right, then they collapse further, right, into something that is absolutely mind-blowingly, unbelievably complicated. And we refer to those things as black holes. Right. Are we good so far? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Right. I mean, I can't speak for our audience, but I, I'm okay. A black hole is made up of, fundamentally, at the middle, yeah. theoretically... Like the densest, heaviest marble in the history of the universe. Well, what we have is something called a singularity. Right. Where gravity is infinite... Right. Time is infinite. Right. And the mass of the object is potentially infinite. So can I ask a question very quickly when you refer to time? So time is the fourth dimension as stated by Einstein with relativity. Yes. Right. So, so in ter- this relativistic is all, terms. Yeah, yeah. Time is the fourth dimension. Yes. And Height, as we width, know, breadth, the faster you go, the slower time runs and what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because uh, gravity has an impact on acceleration. Yeah. If you have infinite gravity, you therefore have infinite acceleration, yeah. therefore time must be zero. Right, I'm with you. Okay. Also, the closer you get to uh, a massive object, yeah. the slower time runs. Sure. Say, that's one, why it's so boring to sit with me in the pub. <laughs> that was a good joke. Only if you get too close. Only if you get too close. Yeah. I mean, you notice we're all stood off at a distance. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to do the rest of the podcast (laughs) from over here. I've done the pub with Mike for an hour, and I felt like I was there for a lifetime. Well, he's super massive, so... (laughs) Not all of him, just his face. (laughs) Not a joke that anybody knows outside this podcast. No, not really, no, not at all. They do now. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Right, so we have, at the heart... Uh, a singularity again theoretically because mm. as we'll come no on one's to, been there you can't go there no, and you can't look no, uh, the most famous um, element of a black hole mm-hmm. is the point at which the gravity and, and the gravitational effect of the singularity mm-hmm. becomes 
so immense that nothing can escape. So not even from light it. can escape it. So they can't detect a black hole. They detect an absence of anything and go, oh, there's probably a black hole there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's referred to as if you want the event horizon, right? Oh. Or the Schwarzschild radius, right? Okay. The what is the radius? Schwarzschild. Sure. Okay. We'll come back to him. I'm okay. not sure I'm saying it right. Hansel. It's, uh, um, and well, after you escape that there's a witch. whole bunch of other kind of bits and pieces, but the other one that you actually mentioned two weeks right. ago is the ergosphere. Right. Now, the ergosphere is fun because this is outside of the event horizon, so yep. you can escape it, but it's the drag area whereby the black hole, the singularity of it is spinning, yeah. and anything in that spot will just kind of get picked up. It's like a vortex. Okay, right, okay. So, so it's, it's like a like, whirlpool almost. So it was yeah. everything floating around in like the whirlpool created. toothpaste into the sink, it kind of goes round and round and round right, because so it yeah, can't yeah, not. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Uh, but it's not just a vortex in um, traditional space. It's also a vortex in time. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this shit gets horrifically complicated. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, really quite. quickly. Yeah. But basically, the minute you enter the ergosphere, mm. uh, you're probably closer than you want to be, yeah. and you cannot help but be affected by the time dilation of the singularity. Ha- have, have they sent probes into ergospheres? No, no. Like, also too no, far away no. for them to be able to send a probe into. Well, we'll, us, we'll come back to that, right, but okay. no. Right. It's time for a brief time for history. Time. No? You know that we will put a song at the beginning or the end of this podcast. If you don't put Time by Pink Floyd at the beginning or the end, I'm going to be furious. I would have put Money. <laughs> just, just to piss me off. You know why? I've just realised. Mike, I do you know why? This one. Mike, do you know why? Why? Time is money, my friend. Oh! <laughs> right, so I'm editing this one, so it's Time at the beginning and Money at the end. Uh, we can have right. Pink Floyd to the list of people to send a cease and his letters. <laughs> Look, if we didn't get sued after I mean, nothing. The last one, we get full fine. clearance for everything we've ever talked Fair about use. played. <coughs> it's a parody or something. It's a parody. Uh, yeah, brief time for history. Uh, black holes were first posited as a theory mm. in 1784 by, by an English clergyman. Smarty pants. Well, who the, was also one of the leading English physicists the, the clergymen at the time. Were, the clergy were often um, well, they, they big went, astronomers, right? They went to school. Yeah, well, yeah, they were educated. And sure, I'm guessing okay. they spent a lot of time looking up. What's hilarious Where about that is it's, the, um, it's an absolute shitload of like really super religious people who have devoted their life to their faith who are essentially sort of accidentally disproving the whole point that they're there in the first place. No. That's why Galileo got put in jail, bro. Yeah, but he... Uh, anyway. So, uh, John Mitchell uh, published a letter. I'm guessing he wrote a letter. You don't publish them. You kind of mail them. For this podcast, that's a very boring name. John Mitchell. Well, 1784. Janus Mitchell. Anyway, John Mitchell. There was also a French dude who did yeah. much the same work at the same time, but Jean he's French Michel. Yeah. Right, Jean. <laughs> oh, Jean-Michel. Jean-Michel. No. <laughs> right, so he published a letter in 1784 where he uh, conceived the concept of um, something that could be so massive that yeah. the gravitational effect was such that not even light could sure. escape. And his idea was that light would kind of try to escape yeah. and it would be like throwing a ball in the air. It will go up and then it will come down. So when is... Um, Gravity established. So when's Newton's first kind of Newton's theory? Oh, before when are they this. Established? This is, uh, is that, like, is that 1500s? Yeah, uh, 15, 1600s. Right, okay. 1500, yeah, okay. Right, yeah. So gravity is well established. The thing, yes. this guy has basically, he smokes a bowl <laughs> uh, and decides, you know what, there must be something in this, wi- in this world yeah. that's more dense than my wife. hey um, And, uh, yeah, anyway. He was a stand-up as well. Yeah. He invented stand-up and black holes. John Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. John Mitchell. He's got a real tight five about how fat his wife is and also gravitational disturbances in the universe. 1915, 
Second World War happened in 1915. Second World War. First World War. That was well, 1914. Yes. More specific to our field, something that uh, might have been a theory. That the theory of um, relationships. Oh, I see. I'm playing. I'm doing the a relationships bit. Relationships the theory of relativity. with military personnel. E equal MC squares and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, general relativity. Einstein yeah. cooks up his shit. It's since like 1915. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I know. It just um, feels like with all the technology we again, have, we feel like we invented science. We're coming back to it. It feels like we invented science 50 years ago, but in reality, this no. stuff is, yeah, yeah. Ancient news, over 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a chap called Karl uh, Schwarzschild, Schwarzschild. Oh, yes, from the uh, Schwarzschild found a solution to the Einsteinium field equations that basically dealt with the situation where gravity was infinite. Right. Uh, in other words, he, he ran the numbers and, and worked out that there was actually a situation where this could happen. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, theory. Yeah. Um, and weird things started to happen. Mm. A few months after he worked this out, a chap called Johannes Drost, Droste, yeah. uh, who was a student of uh, famous physicist uh, Hendrik Lorentz, yeah. came up with the same solution. The solution had a weird behaviour. Basically, at what we now call the Schwarzschild radius, or the event mm. horizon, yeah. Uh, the numbers become singular, meaning that some of the terms in the Einsteinium equations yeah, become yeah. infinite. Right, okay. And bear in mind, they're not looking at black holes. Right. right? You know, they're just doing them, run the yeah, math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have infinite time yeah, and sure. infinite gravity, and it all just works. And everything kind of flatlines and it all gets a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've all seen that episode of Voyager when Tom Paris travels over warp 10 I believe and then like kind of like goes through kind of like forced evolution and turns into a lizard person and then so does Catherine Janeway and then they have sex but as lizards I, I mean it's a cool app he goes faster I'm than the speed of light not sure it's relevant it's cool though is that forced evolution or forced regression no, because he, he evolves further than himself and then he kind of regresses so he evolves oh he goes into round a, yeah he goes round oh, sort nice. of thing yeah uh, All time is a flat right. circle. 1931. I'm not going to say this, right? S- <laughs> Subramanian <laughs> Chandrasekhar. Right. Sorry. Do you want to have a go at that? Yeah, I'll have a look. Let's have a look. It's there. Isn't he the director of uh, the um, Broken Lizard movies? No. Subra- Subramanian, yeah, Chandras- Ch- Chandraseska. Yeah. So that is actually the same surname yes. as the guy that directs all the Broken Lizard movies. But yes, nice. <laughs> um, he calculated using special relativity, right, that a non-rotating body of electron degenerate matter above a certain mass has no stable solutions. Of course, he what did. does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping uh, you'll tell me. Not really. <laughs> um, oh God, are you actually asking me? No, effectively, it means that as and when something <laughs> I feel like as, I've done my as and when <laughs> matter has collapsed into the state where it right. becomes what we now call a black hole, yep. um, there is no way to um, effectively. There is no way to calculate its state because no. it becomes infinite. Right. Therefore, it is given that a certain mass in the universe must become a black hole. Right. And this is all okay. pretty big shit. We're yeah, back in the I'm 30s. Following. I'm just about following. Uh, Robert Oppenheimer. He never did anything after this. No, he didn't do anything. Famously. Uh, and apparently, a couple of others. Apparently he never said, I am Shiva, destroyer of the world. Apparently he said, um, I am become shit. death. I am become death. Sorry, I am become he death. He said, I am Shiva. Yeah. Famous Hindu Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh, I am become destroyer of worlds. Isn't that, isn't that a quote about Shiva, the destroyer of worlds, from yes. Hinduism? But anyway. But he doesn't say, I am He didn't say, I am become destroyer of worlds. But apparently what he actually did was, holy shit. Would you look at that? According according to generals who were in the bunker with him, he said, holy shit. Yeah. Which seems 
more realistic than I'm just going to what is he Michael Caine in Interstellar do not go gentle like that. <laughs> shut up Michael Caine <laughs> uh, no Oppenheimer and no. a few others in 39 predicted no. that actually there was another limit where uh, neutron stars would collapse further exactly for the same reason right. but they kind of changed the goalpost a bit right and concluded that no law of physics mm. was likely to intervene and stop at least some stars from collapsing into black holes. Right. Okay. In other words, the inevitability of black holes within our universe was kind yeah. of concrete by 1939. Okay. Cool. Uh, 1958, uh, a chap called David Finkelstein. Right identified the Schwarztard radius right. as an event horizon. Finkelstein, by the way. Yeah. Sorry? It's Finkelstein. Same yeah, Finkelstein. You pronounce it Finkelstein. Um, <laughs> I've had it both ways. So he basically predicted that the Schwarztard radius was an event horizon, yeah. meaning that it was uh, a point whereby anything crossing it mm. became... Um, inescapably entangled in what was going on inside right, and okay. would be inobservable from the outside. Inobservable. Inobservable. You yes, can't see it. indeed. You can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, Finkelstein. Steen. Agree to disagree. It's like young Frankenstein. Well, <laughs> uh, invented the term that led rise to our favourite film. Interstellar. Oh! Event Horizon. Heyo! It's Wheels and Wheels, baby! Right then. So, uh, we now enter what's referred to as the golden age of black hole research. <laughs> okay. I'm bearing my whistle in the, f- the world. At the moment, we're in the Every like, time late we do a 50s, podcast from now 60s. on and you do the deep dive, you're always going to feature a bit where it's the golden age. We had yeah. the golden age of animation, now we've got the golden age of black we holes. We have a golden age of everything. Yeah. Sure. Uh, right, so the golden age of black holes. Uh, let's start with um, a female physicist, Jocelyn Bell Burnell. Okay. In 1967, and uh, basically they worked out that pulsars were a thing. Now, a pulsar is a neutron star right. that spins really, really quickly. Okay. And the main takeout is time. Is that we end up with a basically they're kind of so you know how if you go out and you have way too much to drink and then you go for a dodgy kebab and the morning after it's coming out of both ends I am away yes that is basically a neutron star so there's like a, a massive burst of radiation right so it's like some kind of dirty energy that it needs poles. to right okay yeah uh, but as I said in last the last episode yeah. everything in space spins yeah yeah and it was we were able to detect come uh, 1967 mm. the Electromagnetic radiation from pulsars, right? Because they literally flash. They're like lighthouses. In they space. pulse. They, they pulse. pulse. Well, they they don't really pulse. They spin. Right. But to us, it looks like a pulse. Yeah, but actually, it's just a light coming around like a lighthouse. Yeah. But it looks like a flashing uh, light. Two ends of yeah, yeah. spinny goodness. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and two the thing ends is, of spinny goodness. 1967 was the first time that anybody had actually ever seen one of these in right. any meaningful way. Is this because of like technology, like telescope technology? Yeah, so we've got radio telescope technology and yeah, can't yeah. come on. They just have, can see you. can see stuff better basically. Right. Until that time, um, they'd been regarded as theoretical curiosities. Mm-hmm. They're good on paper, but... Well. So, we should... Maybe I just I would like to uh, mention at some point, uh, now now would be a good... Well, no, I'm being so nervous about it. Um, but uh, the difference between a hypothesis and a theory is that a theory is quantifiably reproducible and the effects are always the same. So you say theory of rev- relativity, of theory of evolution, whatever, but actually it means it's been proven that it can actually happen as opposed to it's not just like we've had an idea 
They can quantify the results. I would take umbrage, and I would say that quantifying results is not actually the difference. I mean, repeatable is more what I mean. Repeatable proof is very different. Sorry, quantifying is different. And, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity was provable mathematically. Yeah, yeah. It was not actually validated until... Hawking? Way down there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need space flight for one. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Anyway, so, uh, 1963, a chap called Roy Kerr... Right. ...worked out the exact solution, mathematical solution, for a rotating black hole. Right. So he applied the math and said, well, actually, hang on, everything spins, and if this spins, then that works, and what have you. Kerr is important because his name will come back in a minute. Yeah. Two years later, uh, Ezra Newman... Right. ...discovered the asymmetric solution for a black hole that is both rotating and electrically charged... And is, positive or negative. So is that, are there positively charged ones and negatively charged yes. ones and no charge at all? Or just positive and negative? Right. So, we then have... Um, so there are many different flavours as long as it's always black, is not what you're saying. Not that many. Uh, were there, well, there's <laughs> positive honest, and negative. There and was a theory that, and this is, we'll come on to this. So, mm. Werner Israel, Brendan Carter and David Robinson mm-hmm. then worked on their work mm. to uh, basically produce something that's called the no-hair theorem. right. Sure. Black holes have no hairs. Right. Not sure why. Because <laughs> um, it's basically I mean, you spin so fast or your hair flies out. That a stationary black hole is completely described by three parameters of the Kerr Newman metric. Kerr Newman. Newman metric. And they are mass, angular momentum spin, and electrical charge. Now, you said earlier that everything spins. In the universe, everything spins. So, or rotates. So, are there stationary black holes and rotating black holes? Uh, no. There are stationary black holes, there are angry black holes, there are... But all of them spin. Right. But is it the planes that they spin on? Bear in mind, we're still dealing with theory. So yeah, theoretically, yeah. you could remove spin if you wanted a very simple model. Yeah. Uh, and you get a much simpler thing. Yeah, yeah. But what these guys worked out was that every black hole that will ever exist mm. can be described using three properties. Right. How fat is it? Yeah. How fast is it going round and round? Right. And is it positive or negative? Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Fine. Right. The interesting thing here, right, is that data, sorry, data, matter mm. that is um, pulled over the event horizon of a black hole yeah. inherently has what is unhelpfully referred to as information. Right. So you will have your own set of, of stuff going on, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got your own spin, your own charge, positive, negative, mix the two. Yep. And then a load of shit gets drawn into it, which then changes the parameters of those initial things because of the nature of those things themselves. The weird thing is that black holes... <laughs> fucking weird way of putting it, but yeah, yeah. ...don't so much change the information as they do remove it completely. Right, so the thing that gets sucked into a black hole's mass and chemical makeup and whatever, it's protons, it's all neutrons, gone. all that kind of stuff, ceases to be. Yes. So what does it become? Is it going antimatter or something? It becomes the singularity. And the trouble is that currently physicists are trying to work fuck? out... What the fucking singularity is made up of. So what, yeah, they know that it changes, but they don't know what it changes into. Yeah. They're trying to work out where that information goes. It's going to be a very unsatisfying podcast, isn't um, it? <laughs> Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Yes. May he rest in peace. Uh-huh. Uh, in 1974, showed that quantum field theory predicts that black holes should radiate information. Right, but I thought nothing escaped. Ah, 
but we know that's not actually the case. Um, so his theory, which by the way has yet to be even remotely proven, right? So this is this is honestly we are honest totally to out him. there. We're yeah, off the yeah, reservation yeah. in south. Well, I think um, if we can trust anybody, it's probably Stephen Hawking. No, I mean, come on, seriously. If you can trust anybody to troll the scientific community that, with some of this sounds black even hole, remotely he, plausible, he's, he's, just as he was dying, he's like, black holes are made of cheese. And the people are like, fuck, they made of cheese? This motherfucker wouldn't lie to us. Stephen Hawkins. It's like the best brie ever. Oh, it's so dense. <laughs> it's the it's hardest. It's the hardest, it's the hardest and cheese. sharpest of all time. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I think we've cracked it. Uh, you know but, what? When a hundred years from now, when we get proven right, they'll make space stations of us, mate. I do have a theory about black holes that we'll come on to later, based on nothing more than I was eight and it seemed to make sense. Um, Perfect. <laughs> But no, he posited that black holes should radiate energy, but right. he would radiate them with a temperature proportional to the surface gravity of the black hole. Which means right. that the radiation coming out of the black hole is completely undetectable by any instrument we have. Right, so he's come up Way with a theory to which cover is... Your ass, he's up, yeah. Well, you know what then? I, you know what? I'm sticking with my theory. They're made of cheese, but there's no way you can tell, so fuck you. So, what happens, Michael? Yes. If you are unlucky enough to fall into a black hole. Well, first of all, your spaceship gets hit by like a lot of sand, and then fifth dimensional beings put you into a tesseract of your daughter's bedroom, where all of the moments of she's ever lived in that room exist in the same, in like a 3D tangible place that you can then access by pushing books off a shelf. No. Um, prove, prove me wrong. Right, so to the outside observer. <laughs> You, you just will... get squished, right? You just get squished. Mm, you become quite. a little tiny marble. Eventually. Super dense. Tiny marble, an infinitely tiny marble. Mm. No. Uh, to the outside observer, if I were watching you falling into a black hole, right? Uh, firstly, it would blatantly be on like, my Instagram story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got like, Insta, Insta TV. Swipe up, put those like, clapping hands or the flyers or oh, yeah, the fire so or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I would see you approach... How good is a lens on your phone? <laughs> If we made it to a black hole, I'm assuming I'm on, I'm on the iPhone 10. Your Instagram is hooked up to no, the Hubble. No, 10,000. <laughs> the iPhone 10,000 that cost me... Well, let's put it this way. The next four generations of my family are paying for that iPhone. Multi-generational devices. But that's fine, because time, time is relative near a black hole anyway, so you're not going to have to worry about it. I don't care. Uh, but no, you fall towards the black hole. I do. Waving, I assume. Well, do you fall in space? You're well, drawn towards it, don't you? There's yeah, no up and down, is there? Come on. I, mean, I hate to have to school you about space. Do, do you fall on Earth? Why? Because gravity. And why are you falling into a black hole? But that's hole? on like a... You fall towards the... I think falling is the process of being attracted by gravity. Look, let's not split hairs. Unless you're one of those people that can fall let's up the stairs. Let's just agree that we are... Yeah, I am that person. <laughs> why do you think I bought a house with no stairs? <laughs> let's just agree that we both know loads about physics. And a supermassive bathroom. <laughs> and a super... Yeah, you want to talk about a supermassive... Anyway, uh, this is all got right. to be cut out. No, this is fine. really weird. Right, so you're falling into a black hole. Or you're being... Um, no, Drawn. fuck it. You're falling, into, falling a into a black hole. I'm falling into a black hole. Fine, okay. And I will see you approach the event horizon. Yes. And what do I then see? Nothing. I no. disappear, right? No. You actually hit the event horizon. Right. And then this is the best bit. You just fade out. Oh, really? Like I'm being teleported. Basically, nice. you just slowly but surely cease to be. The Great way echoes to of the light that's being reflected from and you. And all of my information is erased. All of your information Great is erased. Great way to deal with anxiety. <laughs> also, uh, GDPR compliant. <laughs> 
if I cease to be, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you've got right to, to be forgotten. Uh, step right this way, sir. Uh, no. So um, if that happened, will my Facebook page disappear as well? No. Facebook like, is black hole proof. They've the been po- working on it for years. The podcast would just be you talking to nobody. Oh, no, he fell into a black hole. He's no, been erased. Isn't, this isn't back to the future. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't cease to have ever been. You just cease to be. You have to remember, as with everything, everything I know about time travel, physics, everything else, I've learned from films. So there, are, as far as I'm concerned, there are three fe- theories of time travel. The Doctor Who theory, the Terminator 2 theory, and the Black, back to, the black to the Future theory. Oh, Spike Jones, if you're listening. Oh, come on, Spike. Spike Jones, if you're listening. <laughs> he actually made one, right? You know, Spike Jones made a time travel movie. Yes, it's on uh, Netflix. Kids. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we digress. So I've seen you uh, stop and fade to black. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just clicked to my neck that was picked up on the mic, apparently. Wow. It's all right, it's not stressful. So, yeah, it's fine. you faded out. <laughs> you, meanwhile, are still falling towards the singularity. Right. Uh, and you're now completely fucked. Right. Because any any oh, hope that know. you had of escaping goes the minute you cross the event horizon sure. of a black hole. Sure, sure, sure. It's impossible. Yeah. Literally physically impossible. Sure. Well, I'm a pretty strong swimmer, but okay, but, if you say so. Okay, you can do your best breaststroke. Warms if I've got the Thunderball jetpack. Not going to happen. <laughs> Nothing escapes. Okay, yeah, sure. Especially not robots in certain films where they try to skim it through at speed. They don't. Nothing. They fire it into the singularity in Interstellar so that it can broadcast readings from the singularity as long as but it possibly the broadcast can. But it, no, but it doesn't. No, but it, and in the film it doesn't escape it, which is why Coop has to go into the singularity as well so he can broadcast the information through Look, I'm the, not the watch. I could have told you so, but I told you so. Nothing escapes. I know, but that's the point of the film. So you are now <laughs> feet first, falling right. into the black hole. Sure. Your goal. Yeah. At which point, the other big problem I have with Interstellar is um, the gravity as you approach the singularity is kind of like a bit logarithmic. Uh, It's not, by the way. There's a completely different um, equation that you apply, but it increases exponentially the closer you get to it. Exponentially. (laughs) Again, also not accurate. (laughs) Right, okay. So, you will discover that the gravity affecting your feet Right. is Different probably quite considerably stronger than the gravity affecting your head. Right. Now, what do you think happens when that happens? You stretch. You stretch like an Armstrong. Right. You <laughs> stretch like an Armstrong. <laughs> That's when you're talking about bots. <laughs> no, physicists refer to this as spaghettification. Right. Fundamentally, you are not making it to the middle of that black hole to look at the bookcases no, in indeed. any kind of no, shape. No. What because if I was in a spaceship? You are going to be. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. You are okay. going to be linguinied. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to ask a really stupid question, but let's move on. Go on. No. No. Ask. Fuck it. No. 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 So. Right, but you're not surviving that, are you, clearly? Because you'd be stretched, you'd be dead within about two minutes, two seconds, or a tenth of a second, or a millisecond, or what well, the, the fuck. the weird thing is that you've also got time dilation to take into account. So there is this very strange... Did you feel all of it? There's a very strange oh, potential God. that, because whilst your feet are down there, like yeah. six miles that way, yeah. you're... They're also running considerably slower, so you may potentially feel like nothing's happening. Right. Because the time that it takes to stretch you out is not time that you're experiencing. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. fucked. Yeah, 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 Everything gets really, 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 really weird. But that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, the thing about, the thi- the thing about time is literally that's something that every single person in the whole world experiences. When you're at work and it's really bored and the day goes really, really long, and then when you're really busy and your day goes fast... 
that's to a certain extent our like consciousness experiencing the relativistic nature of time, right? Not in the least. It's in. Oh, I thought it was our interpretation, the way our brain computes no, our, the. Our, our interpretation of time <laughs> is um, one thing, but time is fundamentally a measurable constant. Except with black holes. No, it's still a constant. It's just a constant that moves a bit based on gravity. This it can't is be special a constant relativity. if it's changing. No, okay, so time where we are right now on yeah, this yeah, planet sure. is a constant. A yes, second is okay, a second, yeah. an hour is an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't get me started on leap seconds and all that nonsense. I'd, I don't want to. You know, five minutes is five minutes. <laughs> yes. It could be a slow five minutes because you're bored. Yeah. It could be a quick five minutes because you're right. watching gravity. But five minutes is five um, minutes. Yes. Because you're watching gravity. Because five minutes is five minutes. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Fine. When we get close to a black hole, gravity comes into play, or indeed close to any massive object. Mm. Um, don't forget, Einstein's relativity was proven by firing an atomic clock around a massive object. Well, they in this flew, case, I think it was like the moon. Or they no, they, they flew the atomic clock around. They flew the around a section of the Earth, and they had the atomic clock sat in one and another atomic clock sat in, a, in the same place. And it's because because the plane was in the air, the effects of gravity was very slightly different. So that when the, they landed, the it clocks was moving were, were faster, yeah, but yeah. it was less exposed to gravity, and the clocks. So were the different. clocks were different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where it becomes well, more. I've constant. read a few things. All right. So you then, <laughs> uh, in your spaghettified form, yeah. you're now uh, basically your getty hoops. Right. Um, and you plummet <laughs> right. into the singularity, at which point you are absorbed and become part of the black hole. Right. A tiny increase in mass. Right. Thank you. That's you're nice. That's a nice. I, 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 I feel like that was, working a, hard. that was a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but. An increase, nonetheless. And yeah. this is actually where they believe that a lot of the supermassive black holes came from. Mm. They started as regular black holes, and they just they ate drew a bunch so of much shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, we've all been there. Hawking's theory about uh, black holes radiating information, or yeah. radiating uh, anything, uh, suggests that actually black holes are on this kind of constant diet. Right. That they will, potentially over time, just run out of mass. So they eat one thing but then they're radiating it in another form and, and eventually they would... eat anything will eventually yeah. just cease to be. Right. So it's a bit like a bit like a star without fuel it ceases to be. Indeed. Um, but the uh, big black holes right there are uh, <laughs> well I mean this is the thing is go back to scale. Right. Yeah, I well, know indeed. Your average black hole is made out of something that is four to five times larger that's, than our that's sun. The, when you say about supermassive and normal black holes, yeah, I mean, I mean, black holes are pretty massive anyway. <laughs> Let alone supermassive is like supermassive on a scale that we can't even really comprehend. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've kind of laboured this point enough that it's probably time for the amazing fact. Oh yeah, because this has been boring as hell. So this is this was what the hell is your amazing This was my problem. <laughs> if it's they're made of cheese, I'm gonna be super pissed off. <laughs> they're not made of cheese. And the trouble is that literally when I was doing this, I was originally, I was going to phone it in. I was going to say, there isn't an amazing fact because everything about them is amazing. Well, that would have been quite unsatisfying for our listeners, I think. Well, this is why I dug deep. Oh. And what I came oh, up with You was dug deep into a black hole. April 10th, 2019, this year. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, April 19th this year. April 10th, 2019. Yes, I heard you. What happened? April 10th, 2019. You were back holes this year. Come on, dude. Even you can get this. Did Stephen Hawking's die? No, I don't know. That, that wasn't amazing. That was depressing. You even you, don't set me up for failure. I don't know. Something about black holes happened that I what ran- was published. Yeah. Uh, oh, the photo of the yeah. Sure, okay, sure, yeah. So the photo of the collapsing star and the black hole. Sure, so okay, yeah, we get the first image. Looks like the eye of Sauron. The first right. direct image of basically the mother of all Cheerios. Right. Is that just because it's lit well enough? from surrounding stars that they could take a photo properly. Well, no, what you're actually seeing <laughs> is the ergosphere right. and the event horizon. Right. And yeah, also, yeah. to be honest, like most things that NASA publishes, a shit ton of creative license. Sure, of course. Like, we recorded this form of radiation. Can we see that? No, but we coloured it pink. Like um, that like background radiation of the universe when you see pictures of that and like the entire picture of the whole universe is pink and they're like, you just have to trust us. Yeah. yeah. We, we need and to do, to be fair. <laughs> It's real. What is the point of them lying exactly? So they captured the first direct well, image of a black hole, other than to convince everybody that it showed the supermassive black hole that yeah. is actually at the centre of the Messier 87 galaxy. The Messier 87, and it couldn't. You know what? If anything's going to clean up somewhere, it's a black hole. So it's messier now. I think it's going to be called the cleaner be galaxy blown. later. Yeah. Sure. Uh, now the Event Horizon Telescope makes a project. Dyson look like a Vax. <laughs> The Dyson 3000. We've we have a, a micro black hole. <laughs> We're nothing over cyclones. Up, nothing big. It's amazing, but it, unfortunately, it still gets clogged with cat hair. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see what happens if you yeah. introduce a shit ton of pet hair. Yeah. Two of black holes. A black <laughs> hole will take away the information of any known substance apart from cat hair. <laughs> and, and it can't get red wine stains out. Oh, yeah, no. It can't. It just, it just annihilates. Like, no. no. You can put as much salt and white wine on it as you want, but you're not getting that off even with a black hole. Right. Uh, neither of which work, <laughs> by the way. No, salt they don't. Salt fixes colour in a right. fabric, and uh, white wine you should be drinking. What are you doing? Fair. Uh, so, the Event Horizon Telescope Project. Yes. Legit called that, by the way. Not okay, taking the no, that's fine. We've done very um, well not to be super was, inside baseball with this. It's been good. No, it was an international collaboration that was launched in 2009, uh-huh. and ten years later... After a shit ton of theory, right. and using basically the entire planet as a telescope, as a radio telescope camera, sure. yeah. they produced the first visual evidence of a thing yeah. that has been conceived of right. since 1784. Since 1784, yeah, yeah, wow. Wow. That's nuts. Prior We're to this, bad, are we? almost prior to this, mm. every single thing about black holes mm. was purely theoretical. Yeah. They might, they maybe, they should, but the math says they do. But you see these things and they pop up on BBC News and you're like, oh, okay. And it, it doesn't convey that, no, this is quite a big deal. It's no, not. The, the impact of this is incredible. We're all, incredible. The, internet. We're all on the internet saying, it looks like the eye of Sauron, or it looks like a butthole, or whatever. Or making actually, it into a meme. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> immediately turning it into a meme. Uh, yeah, and but yeah, it, like all this stuff, it, all that stuff, all this stuff, it is... It's because it's so complicated and so, like, so deep that it doesn't hit the published consciousness enough. It doesn't yeah. hit, you know, it just bounces off. Kim Kardashian 
took a picture of her tits and put on Instagram. Everybody sees them. Everybody gets tits. <laughs> Everybody you gets tits. You don't have to have an advanced no, physics degree no, indeed. to understand tits. No, I understand tits. I do not. I go, oh, that's a nice picture. Oh, I'll make that the desktop background of my Windows computer. That'll be great. But without really considering what actually the fuck that is. Like, yeah. The nice thing is it wasn't the first evidence. The first physical evidence was collected, I think, back in the 90s. Uh, there was a team that was working, and they managed to somehow... Um, detect that there are gravitational waves at the heart of of certain galaxies. Right. Gravitational waves, name of my first album. Great name for an album. Sorry, yeah. So in the 90s, they detected the gravitational waves. Um, but the uh, Event Horizon Project gave us the first image. And the thing that gets me is that this year, this year, yeah. was the first time that any of this Which is like became even remote. 200 or 150 years later, 250 years later, yeah, yeah, it is insane. I mean, it's, insane. it's over 100 years after Einstein was like, I'm pretty sure they exist. <laughs> pretty sure this is I mean, thing? if you look at yeah, my blackboard, yeah. you can see all of these that, That's the thing that always fascinates me about physics, is this thing of like, I'm pretty sure this is a thing. We have absolutely no idea if this actually exists, because no one's actually seen it or experienced it of any variety, but the math checks out. Yeah. And then 100 years later, they're like, Oh, our cameras are better, so we've got a photo of it now. Oh no! <laughs> like, I mean, the thing is, it was more it's like, hang on, can we do this? Yeah. I think we can. I mean, the thing that gets me about a lot of the theoretical physics, and this is actually a Big Bang Theory reference, okay. is the number of times that they're doing the maths, and I think it's uh, Leonard to Sheldon, mm. where he says, well, at least I didn't have to invent 12 more dimensions to make <laughs> yeah. my math work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with string But this is exactly yeah. where we yeah, were yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. And it's still, it's amazing, we can see one now, but we yeah. still have no idea what's going on inside them. So this is before. We still have no idea when you talk exactly about what one looks like when it forms. Yeah. It's crazy. But you talk about this guy in 1784. That's before people were kicking off at Charles Darwin about evolution and X, Y, and Z and all that. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. Ain't no stopping science, my son. Yeah. Well, it's like, and, and I'm not a massive fan of the man, but as Ricky Gervais always says, like, you could just draw all the books in the whole world and rewrite them all, and the science books would all say the same thing. The Bible wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> And there goes 25% of our listenership in the Midwest of America. It was nice to have you. Thank weird. you. Thank well, you. We were nice yeah, earlier about how you were the breadbasket. Right, it's time for... <laughs> you get a quiz this week. Shit. Oh, is, yeah. this, is this just to throw the 50% thing in my face? No, pretty much. <laughs> if you get well, 50%... You. I'm going to get all of it. Right, right, let's do it. The quiz is called... Fuck. <laughs> Truth, the whole truth, as in black hole truth. No, I get you. And nothing but the yeah, okay. What's well, good about that. that is you explained it. <laughs> nothing makes a joke like an explanation. And all I want to know from you, right, is right. I'm going to give you designations. You just have to tell me: is it a black hole or not? Designation. Oh, so a name. They've yeah. named something. Okay, fine. Okay, no is problem. It really, a black hole or not? Right. Fine. Okay. Number one, Gargantua. That's from Interstellar, so yes it is, but it's fictional. Oh, yes, he dodged <laughs> the first sticky wicket. Thank God I watched that last night. I mean, it was a black hole, but, and the night before. And yeah, the night, yeah, and the night before. Yeah, Gargantua is a fictional black hole. Yes. Well, it's a um, wormhole, technically. But. No, it's a black hole. The wormhole is separate. Okay. Oh, no, it is. No, okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, second, Sagittarius A. It is a real one. It is, but where is it? In space. It's the, <laughs> it's the supermassive black hole at the centre of the Milky Way. 
Oh, okay. It's our, you know. It's our black hole. It's our black hole. It's, it's, our, it's our big black hole. It is. Right. Next up, so you are two for two. Yep. Oh, yeah. And there's only two, so we've won. I've won 100%. And we're done. No. <laughs> Sirius A. No, Sirius is a radio station in America. It is. It's a satellite radio station, actually. Yes. Uh, it's also part of the Sirius constellation. It is, in fact, a star. So, three for three. Yeah, perfect. Oh, this is going well for you. <laughs> okay, come on, Mike. Ton618. Ton618. T-O-N? T-O-N. Just wanted to be sure on the spelling. I'm going to say that it is one. It is. Not only is it one... It's the biggest one? It is the biggest one. <laughs> it's the largest known black hole, right. estimated at 66 billion solar mass. Sorry, 66 billion You know mass. at the top of the show when I said yeah, yeah. scale? Oh, no, I remember. 66 billion times Fucking the mass hell. of our sun. Okay. I wouldn't want to be spaghettified by that one. ISO 3591. It's not one. Why not? Because ISO... That's like coding or something. That's not to do with actual... No, it's the International Standards Organization, and that is the definition of wine-tasting <laughs> glasses. <laughs> oh, my God, your quiz is so much better than mine. I've got to up my game. That's fantastic. Okay. By the way, our producer laughed like he knew. You are still... That is uh, terrifying. You are still at 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, NGC 4889. NGC 4889. Not real. Not real? NGC 4 It is a black hole. It's actually the second largest black hole. Okay. Often overlooked. Sits in the shadow Often of Tom 61A. The second biggest... Well, you know... He's like Prince Harry. He's got real esteem issues. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Prince Harry. He's got real esteem issues. <laughs> okay, that's your, that's, your first, that's your first swing and a miss, though. So yeah, we're good. Um, NCC 1701. Really, dude? You are aware that I have it tattooed on my arm, right? That is the Enterprise. It is the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. I've literally got it tattooed on my arm. When I reuse this for somebody who isn't a massive nerd, <laughs> that's going to really catch up. Oh, yeah, no, really good, yeah. Uh, okay, this one takes a bit. Right, bear with me. A0620-00 slash V616MON. Named by a Jamaican. MON. <laughs> Is it, or is it not a black hole? I'm going to say that's like the ISBN number of a book or something, and it's not a black hole. No, it is actually a black hole that's currently thought to be the closest to Earth. It's oh. 3,000 light years away. Oh, okay, well, we're okay. Um, mass of roughly um, 11 times... 16 parsecs. So the mass is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, uh, your ninth one, so you're, you're two down. BLT four three five open brackets A close brackets. Okay. Is that? I mean, you say BLT. It makes me think about sandwiches. BLT. What were the numbers? Four three five A. Presumably, there's a BLT four three five B. Well, that would have changed things. I'm going to say that's not real. It's not. No, it's it's, it's Baker <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what I mean. And your tenth. Oh, here we go. This shows you're paying attention. Uh, Messier 87. No, so Messier was the 
galaxy that the black hole was in, so Messier is not a black hole, it's where the black hole is. It is. The black hole is actually designated M87, and you ducked all of my crafty <laughs> question-making. Yeah. Eight out of ten. That's uh, about 50%, right? That's the best I've ever done in a test. Ever. It's not bad. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Seriously, can you text my dad? <laughs> Like, who is this guy? Why is he giving me pictures of a giant did, Oreo? Your son did really well in a quiz earlier. We'll give you a gold star. Yeah, you put it on the fridge. Honestly, I can't tell you how pleased with myself I am. That was good. That was really good. As much as we've done an amazing job of explaining the black hole, we Qu haven't. Yeah, incredible. incredible. Uh, um, we have avoided all of the really, really complicated maths, so I guess you're welcome. No, I, think, I, think, you're I, think that's really we, that. I think that's why we've done a good job, isn't it? If you're listening to this and you're studying physics, read a book, you dickheads. Don't you just know, feel free to give us a call. Walk up to a seminar in Oxford you and be will like... You go out for a beer. You can educate us on black holes. <laughs> I heard they made a cheese. Don't say that in a seminar. You know, it's like the right dickheads. Please, please say that in a seminar. <laughs> if you're like a PhD candidate, if you just slip it in as a footnote, a reference... And just keep shouting, you don't know what the singularity is. Oh my God, is. <laughs> they can reference us. We're published. This is it. We can actually be in the bibliography if of we, somebody's PhD thesis. If we listen to people and no one, drunk, if people things, listen to this and no one complains about it, does that mean we've peer reviewed without complaint? Nothing gets more peer reviewed than a fucking podcast, exactly. apart from maybe Facebook, exactly. Famous. YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> no, Which also, sorry. listeners, we are on. We are. I mean, it's not the most exciting, but maybe we'll do something. If you want to go and peer review us. Anyway, so uh, we've, done, you we've done black holes in. today. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Peer in to our YouTube channel. No, I'm sorry. Let's cut all this out. Right. Uh, oh, so God. pop culture likes black holes. It does. Because you can make up whatever you want and go, black hole in it, like Event Horizon. Pretty much. Yeah. So let's start with, I mean, I've stripped this down to its like bare minimum. Sure, because I'll be here all day. a lot of sci-fi novels of which centre around a black hole. Yeah. Centre around? Is that a thing? Focused on. Shall I say it? It sounds weird. Well, don't get me started on falling again. Uh, <laughs> one of the best ones that I like uh, is a novel from 1976 uh, by Larry Niven. Sure. Still in a still rap. No uh, called A Word Out of Time, where somebody has to perform a slingshot around a supermassive black hole at the centre of a galaxy. Right. And the relativistic time dilation means that he emerges three million years later. Sure. Okay. So, you know, Interstellar, it was accurate. Maybe sure. not original. Yeah, no, fair, fair. In the movies, we have Disney's <laughs> right. famous The Black Hole in 1979. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Uh, a major science fiction film featuring a ship that is on the edge of a black hole, falling into a black hole. Yeah. And they do some stuff, I don't know, I can't remember. How many episodes of, like, every science fiction show of all time are, we need to evacuate this planet because it's about to get sucked into a black hole? Yeah, Isn't that the premise of the new Star Star Trek? Doesn't Star Trek in do, 2009. Yeah, doesn't Romulus get... No, not Romulus. Romulus get destroyed by a black hole, right? Uh, it does, and, and Spock uh, travels they through time. then yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. have matter that can create a singularity, the red and ball. they drop some of it into the middle of Vulcan, and it all gets... Yeah, yeah. Oh no, so the, it's going to explode, so they drop the matter into the middle of Romulus to create a black hole to stop the explosion that is going to destroy all the planets around plan. it. Didn't, Didn't work. work. And Eric Banner was very unhappy about it. And of course, Event Horizon. 
Yeah. He sends shit through a black hole and back out again. And they, um, it goes oh to a hell God. dimension. Yeah, because that's a thing. <laughs> uh, and we've also got Interstellar. We've got a shit ton of uh, TV shows. Yeah, yeah, millions. Yeah, millions. Done the bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, the number of times I've seen science fiction where they come out, of, they drop out of hyperspace. And yeah. Like, oh, my God, it's a singularity. And they just turn right. Yeah. Because... That works. Yeah. Occasionally, they have to eject the warp core, maybe. So that's to in blow Star Trek as well. That's in Star Trek as well. Doesn't they detonate work. the warp core to create enough thrust. To if you're the... over the event horizon, <laughs> yeah, mate, tough, yeah. you are done. Yeah. You are jam. You're yeah. spaghetti. No, indeed. And meatballs. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that is true. That is a million things. And that's me on black holes. I'm not going to lie. The trouble is that we got. I got into this. I started doing research, and so it, much of it is, it is incredibly a, deep theory. It is a black hole. It's like, oh my god, yeah. you keep going forever. Yeah. If I even if I did take the time to pick it apart and what have you, it's not going to be interesting to listen to. No. So we've got five minutes left to run. I think give or take. Right. So, uh, any good jokes? <laughs> You're trying to bait me into making a black hole joke, aren't you? <laughs> It's like Pee Wee Herman at the MTV Movie Awards. I'm not making that joke. <laughs> Tried and failed. Defeated by Mike's inexorable event horizon of decency. He'll Mike. suck anything off. Over. <laughs> down? He'll go down on anything? Is it going down on it, though, if it's in space? I think it is. Well, the creatures agree. We should probably just end here. With space with the jobs, I think <laughs> We're done. Buy non-stick we are stuff. recording, right? Buy yeah, cast so iron or buy stainless steel. Shut up! Don't 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 buy non-stick stuff. Why not? It leaches into your food. And it's I'm literally sat you? here smoking a cigarette. Yeah, no, a yeah, point. we are, we are. Fair enough. Yeah. I yeah. think my cut, my cancerous state has been preordained. The, the greatest ordained. argument ever against drinking um, milk ever is somebody said to me once in a pub. It's not meant for you. It's for baby cows. It's not meant for you. As they waved both the cigarettes and a diet coke and vodka at me, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. Milk is poison. You got a light. <laughs> I do like the thing. It's like you occasionally get it. It pops up on the internet where people say, "The first person to milk a cow." What were they thinking? I thought, well, they were probably emulating what we do naturally as mammals. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, milk it's, comes out of that. I'm going to go get some of that." It's pretty milk. straightforward. Yeah. The one I want to know is how the fuck did they come up with beer? They had grains of malt uh, in barrels, and it rained, and then the grains of the barrels essentially. Um, germinated and fermented within the barrels because there was water in the barrel and then when they got the water out and the grain out it got them all pissed so they literally they drained the grain oh well that's ruined oh this looks appetising <laughs> yeah literally. this smells appetising Li- literally but yeah. none of that is true yeah, it smells true. horrible that's true oh well, no I didn't know if it's true but yeah no that's, uh, that's why let's have a sip hey let's invent football they were like oh this water's come <laughs> off this brown maybe it's going to have some of the nutrients out of the grain and drank it and they were like I feel like arguing about Tottenham and have a fight yeah. <laughs> in 1784. Listeners, that was a weak blooper.